Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Avalanche podcast. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off of your $50 order for all of your holiday parties and have it delivered right to your door. Now let's start the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne right now. News is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot score! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick, the handoff in the slot, broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, AJ Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, the only subscription service that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Download the In We Go app today. Use the promo code BSN50 to get half off your first month. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by the one and only AJ Hayfley. We are down here at the Blake Street Tavern right across the street from Coors Field in downtown Denver. One of our favorite spots to come out to. AJ, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? What's the worst haircut you ever received? Oh, I that's not a good icebreaker for me. Do, uh, have you always just done like the damn? Yeah, I've always just been a uh, when I when I get around to it, I shave my head. All right, then I'll ask you this one: If you get if you you, you were famous, you're a celebrity, you which to, I am, you got to pick. Jesus. <laughs> You got to pick what you were famous for. What would you want to be famous for? Philanthropy. All right. It's a very pretentious answer, AJ. Okay, I can li- I can live with that. <laughs> I do tax breaks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately you ruin it. Yeah. No, you know I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to. I'm going to Arizona to cover uh, Avs Coyotes on Saturday. That's your first time going to that arena. It right? is, and that's why I'm excited about it. I want you to um, know what you think. That's one of my favorite. The arena itself sucks, but I love the. You can't beat the setting around there. Well, and, and that's what everybody's been telling me is like, oh man, like you've got to do these things right around the arena. Uh, one of the one of our listeners uh, hooked me up with a dope pancake spot. Nice. That I'm going to go to tomorrow it's very when I. Brand. Uh, I, I fly because I'm flying into Vegas, renting a car, and then driving to Arizona, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm uh, when I get into Phoenix, I'm gonna go to this pancake spot. I'm gonna get some dope pancakes. I'm gonna check into my Airbnb and I'm gonna go sleep. How close are you to the arena? Uh, about Airbnb. 
two miles away. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, that, that area down there. It's, I think it's called West End, where the arena is. Yeah. It's, it's sick. It's yeah, it's. I'm excited to see it and check it out and kind of get down there and, and be around it and see kind of what the what the deal is. I'm I'm disappointed that because of the back to back, the Avs probably won't do a morning skate um, because that's really when like if you've ever anybody that's ever worked a game. So if Adrian listens to this, he'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but no, when you get into an arena, you want to know like where you're going and what the layout is. And if you don't have the the benefit of a morning skate, you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants the whole night. Right. You know, like I like I was in uh, both the Anaheim and LA games in California, uh, where it was just like, you know, where I was just totally on my own after the game. Mm. I didn't know my way around the arena. I didn't know how to get to the locker room. I was just. The bench is over there. I'm over here. I need to wake my way around somehow, <laughs> you know. Um, so it, it's it's exciting. Uh, I always like working the new arenas and the new and you. I always compare everything, obviously, to Pepsi Center. Right. In game and entertainment, kind of the cleanliness of the whole arena, how well kept up the arena looks like it is. Um, Walk the concourse when you're at Gila River tomorrow. Press box stuff. I always walk the concourse in the new or in different Dude, arenas. That was. When, when I went out, the first time I went and saw a game in Arizona, again, you, you, you're walking through this, this whole area that surrounds it that's awesome yeah. and brand new. It's like new. a big entertainment, like, yeah. capital. It's uh, South Glen. You know, you're familiar with South Glen here? Or South, Southlands. You familiar with Southlands? Yes. Obviously. Where I live. Very, very. <laughs> s- well, I, I said South Glen, and you looked at me like I had eight heads. So, I don't know. It's it's a very similar thought process, but instead of a movie theater at the middle, it's a hockey rink. Yeah, yeah. Very very cool. Yeah, but Mike so Chambers was giving me a bunch of tips. Oh, nice. Yeah, he came up and he was uh, he was like, okay, if you're gonna go to Arizona, you gotta go to this spot, you gotta then to this spot. This spot's got the best deals on food, and like he gave me like a rundown, man. I was like, thanks, Mike. That's <laughs> all right. So, so I've got some of that stuff like in mind. I've got it written down. I'm ready to go. So you see all that, and then you walk in. And the concourse is – I'm not going to – I want you to tell me what you think because it's, okay. it's just – it's it was at least a very stark contrast. It was disappointing. Well, I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to check it out. It'll be cool. Um, hopefully – I mean, the Avs have every reason to be coming off a of victory. If they lose tomorrow in Chicago, they got a problem. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is about as close to, like, a must-win game as you get just because of the situation. And they're bad. They're on, on the second night of the back-to-back. You know, all that. So let's talk about tomorrow. Nikita Zadorov out at yeah. least through the weekend. I like that they were, it was like he's out He's out for the next couple of days. And it was like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, they call up Anton Lindholm. Strange choice. AJ Z, I mean, you can feel about him however you feel about him. There's people that are really high on him. There's people that are, he's still young. He's going to be really good. Right I mean, now, I think the f- people are starting to get lower on him just because they're starting to see, you know, when you've got a couple hundred games played in the NHL and, uh, you know, the same problems are cropping up every single game or 
every other night, you know. Or in, in this chunk of five games, and you play good for this chunk of five right. games, and then it's and this chunk of five you games. You know, you're starting to see less and less of the, well, why isn't Zadorov getting bigger minutes? So, you know, and it's, and it's more of just because he's not doing well. So with that in mind, why does it matter that, that Nikita Zorov is coming out of the lineup for at least Chicago and Phoenix? Oh, Arizona, excuse me. Because, because he's significantly better than Anton Lindholm. Um, because if he wasn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Anton Lindholm would have made the roster out of the out of regular out of, out of camp. He didn't even really come that close. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty steady decline. When he first came over, his first pro year in North America, he was solid for San Antonio. Came up, finished the year with the Abs, and was respectable. Like, hey, maybe they have something in this kid. And it's been all downhill since then. You know, he came back and. You and I were really high on him going into I camp last year. I really it, liked him. I, I mean, I like smart hockey players. Uh, they don't stand out in traditional ways. Like Zadorov, people love Zadorov because he crushes people. <laughs> but they're willing to overlook the fact that he plays dumb hockey far too often for somebody with his natural talent. You know, his, his hockey IQ betrays his talent. Right. And Lindholm was a guy who was... Hockey IQ elevated his talent. You know, it exceeded what his just raw ability was. And especially in a defensive, defensive, defensive defenseman mold where he's five foot 11 and he plays a physical brand. And we've seen him time and time again. He can't stay healthy uh, because he goes after guys and, you know, he plays the way he plays. And that's, and respect. Like, that's all he right. knows how to do. Right. But at the same time, you know, that's how you end up with shoulder injury after shoulder injury after shoulder injury, where he doesn't even need a trainer to help him out anymore because he knows. Right. Because he's lived through it at that point. You know, I like Lindholm. Uh, I've always liked him. But it's been, it's been a pretty steady downhill curve for him. Uh, I'm Honestly, I'm a little surprised that if they were going to go the lefty route that it's not Graves. Yeah. You know, and it's not that Graves has been great for the Eagles. I don't think anybody's been great for the Eagles on, uh, on, on defense. Um, I don't I don't think there's a single player on that defense that's like pounding on the door. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to give me attention. You know, Mason Gertzen's had a solid year. Nick Malosh has had a solid year. Uh, for my taste, they both have been a little up and down. I really, really have a hard time getting to Gertzen as an NHL player. Um, I think he's he's developing Careful. nicely into a good AHLer. Yeah. Um, and like it's great. I don't I don't feel like I'm bad mouthing the kid by saying that. Um, and with Malosh, I know my mentions are all angry about Malosh. Um, I just for me, man, I just don't. He's been good. I think it's mm -hmm. been a solid year for him. It's been a good step forward in development. Right. Because you have to keep in mind, he played a lot of ECHL time last year. So him playing well in the AHL yeah. is, a, is a nice... Well, he finished the year really strong for the Rampage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then obviously went on the, the, the ECHL, the Kelly Cup run with the Eagles. Um, I'm really, like, I, I still really like him. I'm still really high on him. Um, I'm disappointed he's not called up because I think that would be the fun response. <laughs> You know, especially with Connor Timmons getting close to getting healthy, like how I actually thought about that. I was like, how fun would that have been? Had Z gone down right as they cleared Timmons, and they were just like, YOLO, yolo, yeah, go well, for it. 
I wonder sometimes. Um, just the fact that just personally here, just just me spitballing. This isn't any kind of information, like inside information or anything. Like I I wonder at times, like what the I mean. There's no way. In my mind, I'm like, there's no way they keep him when he gets healthy. He hasn't played any kind of hockey in many, 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 many months now. He needs, even when, you know, when Tyson Joseph at the beginning of last year got hurt in, in the preseason and training camp and all that, he went down to the AHL for a few games. Zach Parise, uh, last year, the year before, was out for stints. several months and went down for Right, conditioning three, stints. Games. And I wonder, like, there's just like this little piece of me that wonders, does he go down for the? Does he go down and play for the Eagles for a week, and they're like, "All right, you're good," and they just bring him up, and they're like, <laughs> "I the, the, roll the dice." When like, it crossed, my I wonder mind. because they are like, what what we've what we've kind of gotten lost in in this whole like, well, is Timmons healthy? Is whatever? Is that they are crazy high on him, and they've shown when they believe in a guy and they say, "Hey, we love a guy," we saw it with Jost. We saw it to a lesser extent with Kerfoot last year. Uh, we've seen it with Comfer, uh, you know, for, you know, when he came up at the end of the lost season, he was the guy that they were like, it's time, get him up here. You know, they've shown if when they love a guy and they want to give a guy a chance, they will. And that's, that's some of the frustration with A.J. Greer. That's some of the frustration developing with Nick Malosh right now is that they have these, like, pre-planned out favorites. Right. You know, that, oh, I well, we like these guys, so these guys are going to be the ones we give opportunities to. <laughs> what about the other guys that are developed? You second-round picks on those guys. Right. Like, why are they less important? You know, you used top 50 selections on these players. Why, why are you overlooking them like this in favor of very questionable decisions? So You know, Nick Malosh is, is better than Anton Lindholm. He's a better <laughs> hockey player. If the Avalanche were truly focused on doing what was best for them, Nick Malosh would be the guy on the roster today. Instead, it's Anton Lindholm, and that might be, you know, they can always say, well, hey, we want Malosh down in the in, in the AHL and playing. 18 they, minutes a night. But they haven't treated him that way right. down there. No. You know, he's he's been the, the odd scratch. His minutes haven't been as high as they should be. He hasn't gotten that kind of, like, top prospect playing huge minutes, you know, developing in a big role, developing as fast as we can kind of role, it makes you wonder kind of how they view him, what they want from him. Because the kid can play. He's a smart guy. He's good two-way. He's physical. He's mean. And he's not an offensive black hole. And I'm, I'm confused as to what exactly they're looking to see from him. You know, because yeah. the AHL has made keeping up with the Eagles very easy with their super reasonably priced <laughs> AHL live package this year, which, while it does have issues, has allowed me to actually watch Eagles games and, and to keep an eye on how things are going down there. Yeah. And I tell you, man, I'm, I'm disappointed and I'm, I'm a little confused as to what their goals are with some of the call. Mark Altai would have understood. He's familiar <laughs> with the NHL team. He's a plug-and-play guy. You drop him in on the right side next to Nemeth. You play him nine minutes, ten minutes a night. Like, we've done it. Okay, great. They didn't like what they saw from Mark Alt in the last call-up. I didn't either. That's awesome. Like, they're willing to rotate it and say what's up. How did Anton Lindholm end up as the right, guy? Right. You know, you have guys with higher upside, guys that you maybe have a hope for. 
you know, a fringe guy like Ryan Graves. And then you have a real prospect in Nick Balash. See, if, if what you, are you doing here? If you had Bar- what are your goals? If you had Barbario healthy, and you called up Lindholm, I could see that. Hey, we're, we're well, and, and Barb's skated today. But I guess, I guess what's so that's like maybe maybe Barb's gets morning skate in tomorrow and they play him or something. But that's not really been their style. They've been very methodical about how they return guys from injuries. They've got to have they've got to remove the non-contact. They've got to go through a, pra- a full practice or two, and then they'll put him into a game. Now, Barbs has been skating a little bit. He skated again today. One of the only guys out there in a complete waste of my time optional practice that I rolled out of bed for. Deuces, abs. Thanks. <laughs> the Connor Timmons thing, before we go to break, I just there was the, the video yesterday on Twitter where he was out there at, at morning skate, and players are laughing and joking with him and all that stuff, and I just had the thought. I Man, he looks awfully comfortable with the team, and so just I just want to yeah, circle well, back that's, to that. That's and why, I, like, I uh, seeing that and knowing like his locker is in there, and now he's not allowed to be around them in that way because of the injured reserve that he's on. He's on season-opening injured reserve. He's his interactions with teammates and with coaches are limited. He's not allowed to do certain things, and the Avs have very closely walked that line of what they are and are not allowed to do. In this situation, it's actually been kind of fun to watch <laughs> because he's not allowed to practice with the team, but he sits on the bench during practice. And as soon as practice officially ends, he comes back out onto the ice and he starts working with the skills coach and the other guys that are out there. And so I think it's really funny, this tightrope that they're walking right now <laughs> between what they are and are not allowed to do, given the, uh, the, the restrictions placed on him. And they're keeping him around and keeping him as involved as they're allowed to, and that's just in front of us. I have right. no idea what behind the scenes looks like. Like that guy's not supposed to be attending any kind of a video session. I doubt he is. But it, it, you wonder sometimes, right? Like you, well, you do wonder, wonder what all these teams, you know, what liberties. Yeah, like teams where take. the like cool because who's gonna who's gonna know? Right. You know, if Connor Sim, Connor Timmons goes and sits in on a PK session, you know, PK video session, like outside of the people in that room, who's gonna know that? You know. Right. Gary Bettman walks in. Yeah, right. Like, oh, no. And then, like, what kind of fine is that anyway? Like, right. oh, no. What do they do? Slap you with, like, a $5,000 fine? Like, oh, no. You guys were doing something that's good for your team and can help the kid. Nathan McKinnon How just pulls you? cash out of his pocket and gives it to whoever caught him. It's going to be Miko Ranton doing that pretty <laughs> soon. Let's take a quick break. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. 
That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back in segment number two here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfleet down here at Blake Street Tavern. AJ, the Avs played the, I forgot who they played, the Montreal Canadiens. First of all, I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, everyone that was in the suite with us last night. The, they were the ones who came out to the watch party. Uh, ooh, when was that now? November? Early November, late November? The Vancouver game. Vancouver, yeah, the That's Philip Grubauer debacle. And they were the ones who won some sweet tickets. Myself, along with some other BSN Denver henchmen, were, were in the suite with them. And, and at, we had an absolute blast. It was, it was a ton of fun. Uh, Brandon, let it be known that we're going to be doing some more of that. Uh, it's on Jonathan Bernie. I'm not that impressed. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Brandon, let it be known that, that we're going to be doing... <laughs> we're Jesus gonna, with a boat paddle ain't stopping that. <laughs> we're going to be doing more stuff like that, more giveaways and... and um, oh, Svetch. We had an absolute blast, you guys, so thank you. Thank you to everyone who came out. I'm glad you guys had fun. I was going to drop down and visit, yeah. and then I was working by myself, <laughs> so I was like, well... AD dropped a fever. AD's not here. I, I texted him earlier. I said... Don't a come. AD, we love you, but... <laughs> If you go, I'm not going. Yeah. So you need to stay home. Yeah. So. You, keep, you, keep your, you keep your illness to yourself, yeah. sir. <laughs> it's kind of how I felt the other day when uh, I was in St. Louis last week, and one of the uh, one of the PR guys for the Avs uh, has been under the weather, and I straight up was like, stay away from me. I, I feel bad. I want people to know I'm, I'm not – it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I'm trying to be mean. But if you're sick, I will tell you to your face, I'm going to walk away because I don't want to be anywhere near you. Yeah. That's just who well, I, I am. Well, I have basically no immune system anymore. So uh, I, I'm very susceptible to getting sick like that. Like right now, because I was around certain individuals, I've got that head cold that I'm battling. And it's like not a big Great. deal. And it's not like I have. Uh, there's no fever. There's no like sore throat. You're packing up like, your own mic and stuff yeah. tonight. There's like none of that, right? It's just like a little bit, a little bit of the uh, the cloudiness, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've been throwing back medicine. Like, stop it before it gets crazy. I feel anything, dude. I start taking Advil like that's the candy. Yeah, well, that's it's that's. So bad. I started it last night, it's and it so was just bad. like, and it was like, dude, I'm not messing with this because I'm not going on the road for a week. Getting sick right before I go again. It's right. exactly what happened to me when I went to California. I got sick the night before I left. Right. I'm not doing that again. Anyway, we are off topic. Yeah, that's all right. We're gonna. That's you know, why AD isn't here. Is because <laughs> neither one of us were down right. with taking that chance. That fever. Yeah. So pretty good chance that AD won't work the game tomorrow night either. So enjoy that alone. Send a couple emails. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AJ, we're, let's talk about the Central. You're, yeah. you're two games away from the Christmas break, which is, is really kind of the next milestone. The first one's American Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas. Where are the standings shaking down? 
And there's yeah. all sorts of statistics and numbers that I don't have in front of me that say, you know, percentage of teams that make the playoffs uh, when, they're, when they're in position at Christmas break is X percent. You know, most of the time they make it. Most super, of the time. super high. It's, it's, I believe it's in the 90s, isn't it? Probably. There are, you know, the odd teams There's here and there. There's not a lot of shakeup after that. Like, there might be at the bottom. Like, you, but the wild card teams might get interchanged, you know, even whatever. Even then, it's, it's usually it's like not many. a it's like wild card two. team. Yeah, like well, maybe one or two teams. Right. So, the Avs have – the Avs right now sit on, what is it, December 20th? 35 games played, 19-10-6 for 44 points. Two points back of the division lead that the Jets and Predators are both currently tied for, which is also two points back. Hey! AJ passes driving test, everyone. That's right. I'm legal, baby. <laughs> uh, the Calgary Flames also with 46 points. That would also put them two points back. Mm -hmm. uh, first place in the Western Conference. A tie for the first before, place. In before Western tonight's Conference. games. I don't know right. what the schedule is, so who, I don't know who all is playing and who all is going to win games. Uh, you got Nashville losing to Philly <laughs> right now. Minnesota and Pittsburgh. Is tied. it in Philly? It is in Philly. Nah, of course it is. Uh, you have Calgary at Tampa. Oh, they better lose that. And you've got Winnipeg in San Jose. So all three teams that you're right behind are all playing tonight. I'm afraid to say anything about Winnipeg anymore, so I'll just not. Oh, and if San Jose wins, that also leapfrogs them over the Avs as they sit with 43 points. But within your division, you know, the Avs have made it clear from, you know, guys that we've talked to, they want to finish in the top three. They don't want to mess with this wild card bullshit. <laughs> Bull crap. And, Bull corn. Nonsense. And, and, uh, Hooey. <laughs> and they're, they're putting themselves in a good position to, to, to make a nice run at that here at the back half of the season, coming out of the Christmas break. Next closest team in their division is the Dallas Stars with 37 points. The Avs have a seven-point cushion. I don't want to say cushion. Gap in between them and, and the, the team chasing them. Well, and they've beaten Dallas twice. So. Once in regulation with, what, a minute left? A minute and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you they, feel about this? They, they beat them twice in regulation. They just beat uh, them. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. How are you feeling about Good. this? I mean, they've they've done what they had to do, man. They've this is this is how good teams do this, and this is why we keep referring to the Avs as a good team. Like they've gotten out to you know they're not an elite team. They're too flawed for that. They're too inconsistent for that. But they found their way to certain results. You know, when you look at the top four teams in the Western Conference and you're saying, you know, Nashville, Winnipeg, Calgary, Colorado, you're looking at Calgary and Colorado like those are the two weakest teams out of those four. You feel good about that because, you know, you don't know about Calgary's goaltending. You don't know about Colorado just as a whole team yet, kind of as, as they're, you know, how they're going to Young, gel. up and down. Right, exactly. Like, you know, hey, they're being driven by the top line, of course. But, you know, what's also true is most teams are. That's, that's my favorite part of the argument. It's a one-line team. Okay, there's a hand, not even a handful. There's one or two teams that get. So I, 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 I was curious about this once uh, a couple nights ago, like four or five nights ago. So it may not be as accurate now. But I, using 10 points as an arbitrary cutoff, I was, 
hey, how many 10-point players do the Avs have? And at the time, they had 13. And so I was like, I have no idea if that's a lot or not. How many do other teams have? And I got to Boston. You know, the other, the other team out there where people were like, oh, they have the other top line. Yeah. You know how many 10-point players they had when I went and looked? Four. So you want to talk about a one-line team? Yeah, jeez. Dominoes. <laughs> Dominoes. All right. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. I and agree. I, like, and I went through. I got, I got tired after getting through the Ds because I was just tired of clicking because I was like, I've made my point to myself. No, no team had as many 10-point uh, players as the Avs did. Through, <laughs> through <laughs> Detroit. <coughs> so... <coughs> I'm sure, like, Tampa Bay and Toronto, right. like, I'm sure there are some the heavy out hitters. there. The heavy hitters. Right. That's the point. Like, the, the elite teams do. Oh. Okay. So, like, this concept that the abs, although the abs have been very, very one-line heavy over the last, like, week and a half. But that's mostly because Matt Calvert couldn't beat Carey Price <laughs> last night. Yeah, what else is new? The abs... They've they've put some nice distance in between themselves and teams behind them, and you you when you look at that central division, Dallas and Minnesota are, are still in the running to catch you. They got to get hot and they got to win games and they got to beat the Avs straight up to do it. But you're right, you can talk yourself into making up seven points. It's the song. Oh, okay. You know. They're playing Red by Chevelle here, and, <laughs> like, I remember listening to this on the bus when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> um, and then you got Minnesota, who, again, okay, I can talk myself into eight points if they get really hot. They go on a yeah. streak like they always do. Right. And like they beat Bruce the Boudreaux teams always find a way. Like, right. you know it's coming at some point. And, and, you know, if they beat the Abs a couple times in head-to-head -head matchups, okay. St. Louis, 14 points back. Chicago, 16 points back. You're not worried about those teams. Are, 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 would you say those teams, barring a crazy stretch from either the Avs or one of those teams, those teams are pretty safely in your rearview mirror? Yeah. L.A. too. Like, right. I'm, talking, I'm just talking about your division. I know. Yeah. But, yes. Like there, I think there are four teams, when I was looking at it uh, last night, there were four teams in the West where I said these guys are done. Arizona, L.A., St. Louis, and Chicago. Yeah. The bottom four, yep. yeah. Where I was just like, I have no faith whatsoever that any of these teams, because they're going to need to play like 650 hockey right. for like three months. Right. You, it's you're not, you're it's not to like, go on a, a Hamburglar level run. Well, it's, when yeah, like it's not like you go 10-0 and 0 and you're like, oh, great, you pulled 20 straight points. The, the teams around you all pulled 16 in that time, you know, maybe even 14 in if, that time. So here's, here's a – if the Blackhawks did that, the Blackhawks went 10-0. Yeah. 20 straight pulled, points. They pulled 20 points, and the Avs even pulled 10 in that time. Hey, you're still seven points behind the Avs? Six points back? Six, yeah. You're still three wins back. Like, and when you look at it, oh, three wins isn't that many. All they would have to do is just win three more, and the Avs would have to lose three more. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Good teams, good, good teams don't lose that many games <laughs> like that. And again, though, that's that's the Avs. And that's for third in the Central. That's not even right. like, oh, hey, this is the top. You're right know? back in it. Right. And and so it's 
And what and what are the what are the teams around them going to do in that time? Right. You know what are the what are the other what are Nashville and Winnipeg and Calgary and San Jose or what are they all going to do in those well, runs? And, and, and look at Anaheim. Anaheim's been on a crazy pants run, and what's it gotten them? Uh, what are they like? Forty-two 40, points. Forty-three. Forty-three points. Yeah, and they're uh, eight-two and zero in their last ten. Yeah, it's taken, and they've won a bunch of games in shootouts. Like, they have, yeah. you know, kind of in the same way that Colorado has kind of buffered their point total by losing beyond regulation. Uh, Who's the king of that, though? The Ducks. Well, right. Anaheim. The Ducks wrote the book on overtime. Ana- Anaheim <laughs> is stealing a bunch of games in a format that is irrelevant come playoff time, which is one reason why I'm, until, until the NHL moves to three-on-three in the postseason, I'm not incredibly worried about Colorado's futility in the format. Uh, as long as they continue to, as long as they make the playoffs and it doesn't cost them a spot, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Then you know the three on three stuff, the shootout stuff. Hey, it's great that you can do it in the regular season. Once you get done with that, though, you, you've got to figure out how to play real hockey. Well, and and you know we so we're mentioning Chicago, and I'm sure there's some people out there. And if AD listens to this, well, you can never count the Blackhawks out, and yeah, blah blah blah. Here's here's what it is. So so yes, they're 14 points back in December. Is that fees? Is is that possible? <clears throat> sure. Sure. But again, you would have to play at about the level Tampa Bay has played at so far for the rest of the year. Even then. Even then. Yeah. That only gets you. I mean, you would have to play at like a 140 point pace for months. So, through 35 games, the Tampa Bay Lightning have 54 points. Through 36 games, so, so if, if the Chicago Blackhawks did that over their next 35 games, which would put them with 10 games to go, basically. They'd have, what, like 80-something points? <laughs> yeah. They're done, man. They're, there's just no way. 82 points. So, if... if, if Chicago's next 35 games were as good as Tampa Bay's first 35 games, which are, I mean, they're obviously the cream of the crop for the NHL. For right now, for sure. That, you that remember you, they were at the beginning of, uh, they were in the true. first half of last year, too. Yeah. That, that gets you at yeah, 82 points with 10 games to go. Even if you win those 10, that's barely putting you over 100. That's putting you at 102, which gets you in, but... You're telling me that the Chicago Blackhawks right, right. are going to right. win 36 games of their next 45, 47? Yeah, not possible. So, but but like, the, the reason that's possible, so tough, right? Mathematically not possible, yes. <laughs> but you know, I'm talking with people that are that, Broncos. That is a team you can put a little. I, I actually, you know, I I <laughs> I was trying to use them as an example for this, and the further I went into that, I was like. Yeah, no, they're done. <laughs> their, their season's already over. But you know, Bronco fans, a few weeks ago, when the Broncos were at 6-6, six and six, and people were like, oh, maybe they can get in. And you look at the standings, you say, all right, there's four other teams that are 6-6 six and six here. And it's just, it's it's not the, the win total or the point total necessarily that you're fixed in on at that point. It's how many teams are you going to have to climb over? Because if it's you and one other team, yeah, you say, all right, we got to play better than those guys. But we have to play better than those guys and those guys and those guys over there and those guys and those guys. 
the, the odds say it's not possible. So the Avs have put themselves in a good position because, you know, Minnesota's got to climb Dallas, and then they've got to climb the Avs. St. Louis and, and Chicago, yeah, they're out of it. And Those teams are done, dude. Those bottom four teams, they're done. Like, so, And I say Arizona's done because they don't have a goalie now. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> it's tough. But, that sucks for them. Right. But it's like, look, like you're not worried about them anymore. Right. You got to take points off of them. Now they become, hey, you got to go in there and you got to win games. Long story short, the Avs have put themselves in a really good position to make the postseason. It's it's going to take a gargantuan meltdown. For, for two years in a row, something they have not done in many, 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 right. many years. Which, which we have seen them do before. I don't remember what year that was where they won like three games coming out of the All-Star break, from the All-Star break to the end of the season. I think I was still in high school. 2011. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was 2011. Yeah, the landy year when they completely fell apart and, and they went like two and 22 down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they traded Craig Anderson for Brian Elliott. Yep, I was just about to say that. Made the EJ deal. So, barring something like that, which again we haven't seen this team do and this organization do in almost eight years, and. This is a much, 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 much better team. We had a 48-point season, you know. Well, I know, but I mean, I, I'm talking about just like the the meltdown. The oh. you're fine, you're in it. So, so then that whole the meltdown year doesn't count. No, that that whole thing. After, you after were they, never after in it. After they went nine and nine. Yeah, you were like, never in it. Everything after that was just like because the Abs were it in was a, over. The Abs were in a playoff spot going into the All Star break in 2011, and the floor fell out. That's what I'm talking about. You feel pretty good about their chances to uh, to make the postseason. Take yeah, one more break. For sure. While uh, while AJ gets a couple bites in of his delicious-looking grilled cheese, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans. Your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. The Sportsbook Bar and Grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, <laughs> you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's, that's the main reason I want to get involved in the sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of a, of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game and having all that stuff packed into one. I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. 
You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're near Wash Park or Greenwood Village, be sure to stop by Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go and Blake Street Tavern. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfleet down here at the Blake Street Tavern. AJ, how was your sandwich? I mean, it's always dope, man. I mean, the grilled cheese here is always good, and I get it with ham on it because it's not like this isn't like a this thin isn't slice. deli sliced ham, right? It's like it's like half the pig. Was, uh, took the words out nah, of my mouth. Got him out of my mouth. Although that makes me just feel like I'm not very clever. Whoa! You're saying I'm not clever? No, just that if we're we're both having the same thought at the same time, either we're both excessively clever in the same exact way, or it's probably that. <laughs> okay, I'm Sh- down. Why shout not? Shout out! Shout out, Kyle McConnell. We uh, we asked for some quick help on how to round out this show, and what did he say? Uh, what topic oh, we're talking about? Perfect. So we. We picked yours. Well, I was you giving win. I was giving you credit for that. You should have just taken it. <laughs> so shout out Kyle McConnell at Kyle McConnell nineteen ninety. You win. Do you want this filth? No. Ugh. <clears throat> I wish they wouldn't put pickles with my stuff. Oh, I didn't even see. I didn't even. Oh, see it that. was. It was. I was trying to like. Uh, I also don't like pickles. Really? So, yeah. How about you did? I thought you were one of those maniacs. Nope. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll take you off the watch list. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. Well, that's a good question. What? That's a DM I just got. Uh, I, I. I'm not that like. That's not a good question. I'm, I'm not like ferociously anti-pickle like you. I just get him a T-shirt. I just. I'll I, buy it. I, it's fine. I don't. I don't. Uh, I always get pickles taken off. Yeah. My stuff. Well, but I'm also one of those people that if Chick-fil-A forgets to remove them, uh, I'm fine with nope. the juice nope. flavor. Oh. Ah, this is so disgusting. The residual. <sighs> like, And the bread pickle. is like green and soggy. I could do without the stained bread, <laughs> I will be honest. Oh, dude. Uh, it's, like, it's like when you eat Cheetos and you get the dust all over your hands. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not a fan. That's a whole rabbit hole I could go down. I'm but not gonna do that because I agree with you. Nasty, dude. <laughs> and it's the same thing. It's like it's. Why would you eat? Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for pancakes tomorrow. I want to focus on the good stuff. Yeah, there you go. I'm very excited for. Do- I'm, I'm gonna get in and out and pancakes. Yeah, you're headed tomorrow. towards good food. Nothing but positives. Other good thing that comes around every year at this time of year is the World Junior Championships. The top prospects in the world are all on display in one spot. The greatest. You're not having to watch these crazy, super sketchy Reddit, you know, yeah. KGB back channel streams. Like, who's who's geo tracking me here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who? Uh, what election are they rigging by me trying to watch right, this like, NHL who, game? Who from the Kremlin is is keeping <laughs> an eye on me? Because I care about this guy in the VHL. I had to pull this stream from the Legion of Doom, and I don't know what's going to happen just so I can catch this game. Yeah. But everyone's in one spot, and you can get it all totally legit. Yeah, and the Avs uh, could have up to five prospects there. 
And we know of at least so. two that will for sure be there. So that's what we're going to yeah. talk about. AJ is going to do a, a an entire WJC preview show. I, I don't know if you're going to do it while you're out there. I have to. Away. Yeah, there you go. Because it starts while I'm, while I'm gone oh, next duh. week. So. But we're gonna we're gonna rosters lock on Christmas, so I have to wait for that. We're gonna dip our toe into the WJC waters. We're gonna talk about the two guys very briefly. A little bit of a shorter segment here. Two guys from the ABS that we know will be there. We're excited will be there. Martin Kelt, Shane Bowers, Team Czech Republic, Team Canada. Let's start with Martin Kelt. The ABS send him away from the Eagles. They they release him, and I believe the correct term term is loan. <laughs> Him yeah. to the to the uh, Czech Republic World Junior Championship team. Yep. There was talk about this last year with uh, I believe with Tyson Jost, where it's should the Avs let him go? Does it does it benefit the player? Does it harm the team? A little different last year with Jost because right. he was in the NHL. Right. Uh, but but it was the conversation. This is a situation. This is a kid that is is really adjusting to the North American God, game. Was Jost really still young enough last year for that? That is. That right there should be everybody's reminder who all want to give up on him right now. How young that kid still is. I got a DM today that said, should I should I be worried that he looks like a third liner? And I just responded in all caps, he's 20. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so. he, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so he, this would be the first WJCs he's not eligible Jesus. for. It's weird because Makar is not eligible. Right, right. Because he was a late birthday his draft year, and he's already older and blah, blah, blah. So, Martin Kaut. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. Martin Kaut. He, he, you know, he is. He's adjusting well. His numbers aren't eye-popping yet in the yeah, AHL. They're not Miko Rantanen in his first <laughs> AHL season. Right. You know, where he was it, a point-per-game guy. They're fine. They're Which, for the record, doesn't happen in the AHL. Like, point. the only guys who are point-per-game players... In the AHL are guys who make a living playing in the AHL. Guys like Andrew Agazzino. Right. Or, again, Miko Rantanen, point-per-game player. He was the oh. AHL Rookie of the Year. It's co-Rookie of the Year. Co-Rookie of the Year. Um, Martin Kelt, why does this make sense for him to go play against lesser talent? I mean, why not? Five goals, 12 points in 26 <clears throat> games for the Eagles. Again, adjusting nicely. Adjusting to a higher level of play, a completely different style of play. He's going to play on the top line for Czech Republic next to uh, Zadina and Neches, who both got uh, released today, yesterday. Yesterday. So, getting the band back together. <laughs> Why not? Is this a sneaky team to maybe take a run at a medal? Uh, I haven't looked at the full rosters yet. So, With uh, that top but I would line, say you have to. That top line is going to be uh, a handful. Hard, hard to stop. For any team, so Canada isn't quite as stacked, or they won't be quite as stacked as they were last year. I don't believe Canada's stacked every year. Somebody asked me uh, a couple days ago, uh, "Who should I bet on to win uh, WJC?" And I said, "Always Canada." Interesting, though. Always twice Canada. in the last nine years is the only times they've won. Last year, and then one other time before that, in nine years. Always Canada, or Russia, or Sweden. Always Canada. You start with Canada, and then you go from there. Like, Finland has had their their runs, but they're so boomer bust. Like, they're either... You know Canada's going to be in it. They're either... Finland is either winning it, or they're playing relegation games. Like, they've just been so up and down. 
And Finland's going to have... Uh, Great Britain will be in the next Olympics, right? I'm trying to remember. Great Britain. What tournament? Are they going to be in this W? Do they start getting in the cycle now? I have no idea. Last year, they, they won some tournament. that I, it, I think they are going to start taking part in the international, the IIHF top-level stuff. Oh, wow. This, I, I believe. I, I think they're in the next Olympics. I'm almost positive of that. But well, I, I mean, after the after the Olympic competition last year, why not? Right. So you mean you mean Great Britain's now in the the next Spangler Cup? I think so. I think I don't I don't know for sure. I, they're qualified for the Olympics. I don't know Ugh. if IHF drops them into everything else. Yikes! Yeah. I mean that's not that's not how WJC qualification works. You actually have to go through relegation and all that. No, I know. But no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But but doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter. So you, we're excited point, to see Point Martin being, Kaut. Martin Kaut, I think this top line for the Czech Republic, should be a stud there. Uh, second time around, so last you expect year, him to produce a, like heavy numbers. I was just about to say, so you look at his, in seven games last year, two goals, seven points. Yeah, so Good. Right. Good that, performance. So where this is, I think this is going to be a good measuring stick for a kid like Kaut, where it's like, all right, yeah. point per game last year. You've been playing against better competition. You've matured physically. You, you're going to be playing on NHL-sized ice, which you should be adjusting mm -hmm. to. Yep. Go do better. Well, and he's going to be playing with guys who I think are just a caliber ahead of him uh, in terms of prospects. Um, you know, Netches and, and Zadina are both um, big-time guys, you know? Um so, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys because, like, the other guys that you're talking about making, um, you know, Shane Bowers, fourth line center, you know, like defensive guy. Well, that's what's always – that's what always sucks. So let's talk about Bowers really fast. Yeah. You know, you look at Kale McCarr last year. Stud, fourth overall. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, Kale McCarr and Connor Timmons. Seventh – yeah, well – Connor Timmons, that was his coming out party. That was when it was, yeah. this is a good prospect, too. Oh, boy. Like, going into the tournament, I was like, look, Connor Timmons is going to have a hard time getting ice time on that defense. It's full of guys, you know, top prospects. And that dude walked out of that tournament with, uh, you know, one of the top three, you know, it was McCarr and Timmons and who the hell else cares as the top three guys for Team Canada in the whole tournament. Right. For the gold medal winning team, like, yeah. So, you know, they're stacked teams. And, and even at that, Kale McCarr had a hard time finding ice for, you know, chunks yeah. of that tournament. Which was dumb. He couldn't get on the ice during overtime, which was like, you the, know you have Kale McCarr, right? The the one that killed me was when Ray Ferraro, late in the gold medal game, they're on the power play. And he goes, I'm not trying to tell him not to coach, <laughs> but I don't know what they're doing with Kale McCarr on the bench this late in the game on the power play. And so there was maybe some questionable coaching decisions that went. There was absolutely <laughs> some questionable <laughs> coaching there. Hand in hand with that. So, so I guess my point is you'll get a look at Shane Bowers, but not the same look that you're going to get from Cal. Out of Cal. Right. Cal's going to be top-line guy. You expect numbers. Um Bauer is going to be fourth line center. You're looking for process. You want to you want to see a smart player that handles his own, um, and is not on the ice for goals against. That's the if, number one thing you're looking for for Bowers. If, Don't be on the ice for goals against. Czech Republic medals 
wins any kind of anything, it'll be on the back of, of that line that counts on. Oh, yeah. As we're Canada, uh, Shane Bowers is going to kind of be a guy. Just yeah. because it's such a stack. Well, and that's our expectation. But again, right. you know, going in last year, we thought... Said the same thing about Timmons. Right. And Timmons just outplayed all those expectations. So, uh, but with with the, the forward core that Canada has, I really don't know that Bowers has a lot of room to move up. It's a great group. Like, it really is a really good group of forwards, and especially down the middle. So, it's just that he's on the team I'm excited for. Anything else? I don't want to give away too much of, of uh, you know. Well, and, and, you know, we're talking, we don't know what, if, if there are two Russian kids uh, that the Avs drafted last year, and Kovalenko and Jaravalov, who may make the team. And we don't know what those roles are going to look like. Team Russia is, this is a team that had Andrei Svechnikov on their team last year and used him as a 13th forward. So, <laughs> you know, winning isn't always the most, the, the top priority for them as it is playing older players apparently right uh and then sample ranta as far as i know is still slated and in contention to make the finland roster i haven't looked i haven't paid any attention to any like prelim games or anything um that's a kid i'll want to keep my eye on right i i mean he's he's certainly he's he's interesting because you don't know what to expect from him and he's going to be on a really good team and so it's, and you're going to be watching Finland for Capo Cacao anyway. So it's like, right, you know, let's let's see what happens. These guys get together. Do you think um, Weiss, Weiss, Weiss would have had a chance to make USA had he been healthy? No chance. No. 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 Not with the not with the development the, program about to produce ten first round picks or whatever people the, think. The, well, the development program alumni kids used to always think, well, maybe they're a little bit more comfortable. Maybe they're a little bit more familiar. That's. Well, it's just but again, and, uh, it's, it's just it's that there's moot. there's too much talent for the Americans for once. It's it's moot because he missed the you know he didn't even have a chance to. Wow, yeah. he came out and really broke. He didn't. Yeah, didn't I think he has. I think he has an assist in six games last time I looked. So I mean, it's nice that he's healthy finally. Right. Um, but then um, what I'll be doing next week is I'll be doing more of a draft focused look, as well as hey, these are the Avs guys here. Um, but uh, the the WJCs for the most part is about the draft kids on the biggest stage that they're going to get unless they play in the Memorial Cup. You know what I realized? I, I actually, just the other day, because WJC stuff is coming up, I watched the just the highlight of the gold, the highlight package of the gold medal game. Connor Timmons, beautiful pass to set up the game winner. Yeah, I had the assist. And on the empty netter, Rasmus Dahlin got got beat to a loose puck that sealed it for Canada over Sweden. Wow. And he's sitting there just breaking his stick on the glass, and it pans out, and I realize that's first Niagara Center. <laughs> what a horrible first memory there. <laughs> AJ, let's get out of here. Yeah. We'll be back let's tomorrow post-game. We're talking with AD. We'll see how he's feeling. Going to yeah. be a game-time decision for tomorrow. He might, uh, he might play through it in true hockey fashion. It will not be me. It will not be AJ. I will be in Arizona. <laughs> well, uh, safe travels, my friend, and uh, we're looking forward to, to hearing from you while you're out there. For AJ Hayfley, I've been Jesse Montano. We want to give a shout out to Blake Street Tavern for being such great, ho- great <laughs> such great hosts as always. If I can get that out, this has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go. Thank you guys all so much for listening. <laughs>